This episode of the Morning Skate is brought to you by Laga Sports. Laga Sports specializes in making 100% custom, fully sublimated uniforms and apparel for a variety of sports, but they're known for the premium quality and creativity of hockey jerseys. They have a one-price, any-design policy. It doesn't matter if you're looking for a simple NHL style or if you're wanting to create jerseys that look like Rebel Fighters from Star Wars. The price will always be the same, and the design of possibilities are endless. Check them out at lagasports.com. That is lagasports.com. L-A-G-A-S-P-O-R-T-S dot com. Own your look, own the game. You'll lose 11 seconds. You've got 10 seconds. The countdown going on right now. Morrow, up to show. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Sunday, July 1st, also known as Free Agent Frenzy. Uh, you have Ked here, Hal. Is here. He's in studio today. Hal, how's it going, buddy? I'm hot. Yeah, it it was uh the heat index where I'm at was 105 today, and I spent a majority of it outside watching little kids play lacrosse, working a scoreboard. So, not not the exact what you want on a day like today. If it, if it was up to me, I don't think I would have left my room. You know, I like to keep my room like as cold as possible. Yeah, I smell bad. Mm-hmm. Sticky. <laughs> That's the worst. The worst is, like, so, free agent frenzy today. Like, I don't have, like, centralized there. So, it was pretty hot in my apartment. And I was just, like, on my couch, like, stuck to my couch. Like, just in my boxers all day watching free agent frenzy. And then I just, I went and I fucking, I literally sat in the ocean for, like, two hours after. I just felt gross the whole time. So, um, sticking to your couch watching free agent frenzy, just retweeting your phone all day was was a grind. I'm exhausted. Or reloading, whatever. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm a little rattled. Darren Drager just tweeted, uh, "Welcome back, John Tortorella." Oh my! I don't know what that means. And like, people are like freaking out about it right now. But where where would he be welcomed back to? <laughs> I I don't. I have no idea. That's like a really weird thing to tweet, no? Yeah, I mean, is it actually? It's Darren Drager. Yeah, I have I have it where there's like the notifications and shit. I don't know Maybe why. Maybe Dark Lord like beat up a ref at like a summer tournament or something. I mean that could be it. I just it says take a. I, I'm gonna have to search this really quick, man, just in case. Oh, it's John Tortorella angry. He's angry. Oh, okay. He's mad at Jack Johnson. Oh, okay, whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, before <laughs> let's go to NHL news right now. NHL news. Play music. Okay, hot off the press. Here we go. Uh, all I know is this organization from the lawyers, the front office, John Davidson, the managers, the coaches, the players, has done nothing but try to help Jack Tortorella told the Athletic. And for him to backhand slap us like that is utter bullshit, and he should know better. No one, no one wishes anything bad to happen to him and his family. We wish him the best. 
But for him to put it the way he put it today is bullshit. And to have the general manager question our decision making from three hours away, he must be a fucking magician. Oh, it's all right. Well, this is a free agent frenzy edition of, of the morning skate. So Jack Johnson went to the Penguins. Apparently there's a huge controversy about that. I, I didn't know that there was some uh, back and forth about that. But five years at $3.25 million uh, AAV. Jack, hide hide all the money from your parents. What, what do you have on this contract? Do you think John Tortorella's family was like sitting in the house with him like he started screaming this shit like over the phone to somebody and they just like all packed up and got out of there and just left him alone i think if you listen to the beginning of this podcast you realize how hot it was today and maybe maybe like tortorella's like uh ac broke or something like that and he's like sticking to his leather chair and then all of a sudden he fucking starts freaking out and the wife's like oh god what's going on i could see i could see something like that happen but what but what, what do you have with jack johnson going to the pens well, I don't know, man. Like, cool, like Shattuck, St. Mary's, Sidney Crosby. I don't like. John Tortorella is a pretty crazy guy, and I don't think he's always been the best hockey coach of all time. But I think John Tortorella can be a pretty good judge of defensemen, um, and I think it says something that John Tortorella was scratching him because clearly that's what he's saying. It was hockey related. The guy sucked. Um, it is the Pittsburgh Penguins, though. They turn everything into gold, although I don't think Matt Hunwick was that sick this year, so I mean, like, maybe they're going reversal. Um, I think it's too much too much term, too much money for Jack Johnson at this point. Five years five years is rough. Five years is not, not the look that you exactly want to go for, especially with a Jack Johnson. I mean, he's older now. He's, he's not like the young fucking pit bull that he used to be. Now he's just kind of like a an old fucking dog. I, I don't know. Um, let... We're going to keep getting into all these. There's a ton of these to go through. Some of them we're going to say more than others. So let's just start it. Peter Morazic to the Hurricanes, one year, $1.5 million. What do you have on that? Peter Morazic. So we're starting goalies. I think we can like group this all in together. Cam Ward, Carter. Oh, Hyatt, breaking news, Yard breaking Swan news, Hunter. breaking news. Ryan O'Reilly to St. Louis. What? Uh, I don't know. I just got the Elliot Friedman O'Reilly to uh, St. Louis. So fucking the Islanders missed that one too. Uh, keep going. When that comes back, we'll, we'll bring it up. But Peter Morazic. All right. So I just named like seven goalies. My point was going to be it was a backup Bukaki today. Um, a lot of money. A lot of backups getting like three mil a year. Apparently that's the market now. Um, I don't know, man. Like none of these goalies really yeah. make that big of a difference. Me. Oh. People are like, oh, Carter Hutt, he's going to be the next Tim Thomas. He's going to like get the start of his career for the Sabres. This dude's going to be getting lit up in like three days. This is the exact move that everybody should have known the Buffalo Sabres were going to do. How many times have the Buffalo Sabres signed some fucking schmuck to be the goalie? And they're like, oh, don't worry about it. He's going to be good, I swear. When is the last time they went out and got like a starting fucking goalie? Well, since Ryan Miller, they haven't had one. And he was drafted, wasn't he? I don't know, dude. Don't stat check. I'm not entirely sure about that, but seriously, it's been since Ryan Miller. They keep going out and getting these scrubs, and everybody's fucking fully torqued on Carter Hutton. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't really, like, hate the move because, like, the market, like, those names I just dropped wasn't that sick. So, like, I kind of get it. Like, they had to take a chance on somebody. I just was very surprised by the response. Everyone's like, yeah, this is sick. This is so dumb. So dumb. If the Sabres were smart, they would – who – 
I forget his fucking name. Is it Reinhardt? They got a center, Reinhardt? Yeah. Well, well, now they don't have Ryan O'Reilly, so never mind. I was gonna, I was gonna say maybe trade him and try to actually get a legitimate goalie, but Ryan O'Reilly's gone. The guy lost the love of hockey, and now he's playing in St. Louis. So, um, <laughs> yeah. but you're right. So Carter Hunt in three years, two point seven five. Uh, uh, Chad Johnson, I think he's known for punching Rick DiPietro in the face. One year, one point seven five. Good to see him hanging around. Now I'm going to talk to you about these two ones because they both involve you. Uh, Doby goes to the Stars, two years, two point five, and Halak goes to the Bees, two years, two point seven five. My question for you: If you're the Bruins, why aren't you splurging that extra point two five and staying with Kadobin? Because Yaroslav Halak sucks, in my opinion. I don't know if you think that, but Doby was really good for you this year. So why why even switch that up? That would be my biggest question there. Yeah, so I guess, so I guess we were. Doby only wanted two point five, and I think we would only give him two point two five. You're telling me know. you're telling me Halak's a better goalie than Kadobin? Yeah, I think if you look at their all time stats, probably. I, I so I love Anton Hudobin. I think he's a great goalie. He's kind of efficient in that, but I mean he he saved our season at one point when Rask was really struggling. He had a great year for us, but at the same time, dude, when this dude's branched off on his own, like, this was his best season, other than the other time he was a backup for the Bruins back in 2012. Like, the year before that, last year, our backup goalie situation was shaky. Like, he got sent to the AHL for a while last year. When he signed his big contract after being the Bruins backup the first time, he went to Carolina, where he ended up posting, like, a 900 save percentage, just pretty much getting lit up every night. Like, Doby's a good goalie, but he's hot or he's cold. I think Yaroslav Halak's kind of the same way in the sense, but I think he's a little more proven. And I, I think the thing with Yaroslav Halak is he's gone into every situation where there's no, like, number one goalie. It's like 1A and 1B, and you have to, like, duke it out. And you both kind of suck, but, like, you might be kind of good, but you're really not. You know what I mean? Like, he's always in those type of situations. Maybe he can now just settle into a backup role. Like, like, you're the backup, pal. Like, yeah. don't even think about it. Like, don't question me, like. Joe Haggerty, you can't write is Yaroslav Halak the answer because, like, I'm going to tell you it's no. Yeah. Um, he just needs to win us, like, 15 games this year. Like, I, I think he might be able to do it. So, I'm not that mad about it. 2.75 is a lot for a backup goalie, but I think that's how the NHL works now. Yeah, I mean, if I were the Bruins, I, I would have rather have just went with – I mean, you were telling me that he was one of your, like, unsung heroes this year. I don't understand why you just want to re-up him. Uh, Cam Ward goes to the Blackhawks one year three mil. I kind of like this. I think this is kind of directed towards they don't really know what's going on with Corey Crawford, and instead of having like some fucking uh, Tanner Glasses second cousin removed in in the net, now you have Cam Ward, a veteran uh, who who has played some good hockey. He's been on some pretty shitty teams, but also he hasn't really played all that well. But I don't hate that. And then the last one is Bernier goes to the Red Wings. Three years, $3 million. Uh-oh, Jimmy Howard, you better watch out, dude. Bernier's coming for your starting job. These go- these goalies, man. Every goalie that we just named have been on those shitty teams where they're just dueling. And it's 1A, and it's 1B, and you have no idea what's going to happen. Dude, these goalies suck. Mm-hmm. And, and another one we didn't even mention, Peter Morazic on the Carolina Hurricanes. That dude is going to be open season. Yeah. Like, well, the, the 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 GM said that Scott Darling's definitely starting, so I think he's like a legitimate backup. But again, Peter Morazic, another fucking goalie, who you don't know if he's a starter or a backup. These goalies suck. Yeah. So 
The all these goalies suck. Let's get. I'm getting kind of mad just fucking even talking about them. See you later. Goalies off the list. Uh, let's just keep it going. Brandon Manning, Blackhawks, two years, two point two five. This guy's kind of an asshole. What do you have on Brandon Manning? Dude, Brandon Manning's so bad at hockey. Like he's a guy who killed Connor McDavid, right? And then he's like, oh, I didn't mean to do it. And then the next time they went and played, he's like, yeah, Connor, you remember what I did to you? Yeah, dude. I mean, credit where credit's due. He put up two hundred thirty-one points with Adirondack Phantoms. I mean, that's a good season. He just gets turned around all the time. He doesn't seem to know where he is. He's slow. Like, he's just a disaster in the modern-day NHL. So, I mean, Scott Bowman, what the fuck are you doing? I don't know, $2.25 million for this guy? Like, it must be a good time to be a seventh defenseman. Yeah, we have a ton of those on the way, too. Um, this guy isn't a seventh defenseman, but uh, Th- Thomas Hickey goes to Islanders four years, two uh, two point five. I don't really like the term, but I like how much money he's making. Hickey's not that bad. No, I don't hate that one either. He's got a pretty good shot. Um, yeah, I don't I don't have much on that. I mean, the only thing you can say about Hickey is I think he was supposed to be sick, wasn't he? Wasn't he like a top 10 pick or something uh, like that? I, think I, like, I can look that up really quick. I got it right here. Top, he was fourth overall in 2007. He so was I mean, fourth overall? Yeah, kind of a oh. bust, but I mean, at the same time, Definitely Thomas, a boss, dude. Your fourth overall pick's making two point five million a year. That's not good. Well, he was picked by the Kings, but two point five for Thomas Hickey playing on one of your bottom pairs is a pretty good deal. I think that's actually one of the better signings of the day. I guess that's probably the best thing the Islanders have done in the last I don't know twelve years. Uh, here's the Bruins. John Moore, five years, two point seven five. I'm gonna give you a little background about John Moore. John Moore can skate, dude. He, you know. He can he skates just as well as pretty much any defenseman in the league. Guy can wheel. Having said that, I feel like uh, he gets out muscled quite a bit, and maybe his IQ isn't where it really needs to be. But if you have John Moore on your bottom pair, or even as a fourth defenseman making two point seven five, man, like that's really not that bad. I guess my biggest concern with this is I know you guys have a ton of like def- I, maybe not a ton, but I know you got a couple defensive prospects in your system. And it's like, if John Moore is around for five years, what does that really tell you? Do they not believe in the prospects that they have? Or if the prospects come up, are they going to try to flip, I don't know, Krug, McQuaid? John Moore is also on a great deal, so you could trade him too, but that term kind of bothers me. Yeah, I mean, so I don't get it. Breaking news. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly for first overall in 2019, a second in 2021, Thompson, Berglund, and Saboka. Ooh, I like that. I think good trade for the Sabres, but I need to digest that so we can get back to okay. that. Write that down or something. I, I I, think with John Moore, man, I don't know. I just don't get it. You're right. I mean, we do have Zaboro, uh, Vakanen, who was our first-round pick last year. I think are both left-handed defensemen in the system or Lazan, one of those two. We already have Krug, Chara, and Grizzlick. Carlo. I be- well, those are our left-handed D. And, oh, like, okay. I believe I believe a lot in Grizzlick. I don't really think there's a need to replace Grizzlick on that bottom pair, which is what he's going to do. Uh, people keep talking about how we need to trade Tory Crew to get like a sniper or something like that. That's nonsense. He also has a no-trade clause, and I don't think he would agree to go to many places, maybe like Detroit, but who the hell are we going to get from them? Um yeah. I don't know, man. I just don't, I don't get it because now we have like nine defensemen, and we have John Moore for five years, and like 
to me, it's just not it's just not necessary. It's like I don't know. Okay. I think you'll like him though. I don't think you'll hate him. I think you'll actually take a liking to him because he he's a pretty good hockey player. And I feel like after the devil or after the Rangers when he went to the Devils at some point, like he kind of came into his own. Um, Ian Cole to the Avalanche, three years, four point two five mil. Um, I like this for the Avalanche. I mean, they finally have kind of like a, a stable defenseman now. I know they have the Johnson, but they have Barry. They have a lot of young defensemen on that team. This is a guy that, like, I think he's, like, good for those younger defensemen, right? Like, Ian Cole's seen some shit. The guy battles. He may not be the toughest guy, but he battles. Three years, I mean, 4.25 kind of sucks, but Mark Stahl's making 5.8, so it's like, that's a win. Yeah, I was thinking, I mean, Tyson Berry, I think, is a right shot. Cole's a left shot. Tyson Berry always is, like, a minus 100 on the year. Um, I don't really think he ever paid attention, like, on how to play defense in any which way? Definitely a defensive liability. Sick puck mover can get the puck up, but I think having a guy like maybe Ian Cole back there, like kind of not reining him in, but just fucking covering his ass, is probably a good thing. So if they use him for that, and I think their other right defenseman is Eric Johnson, so they can pair him with either of those two guys, and that's a that's a line that can log some like heavy minutes. Agree. Um, Mike Green, two years, five point three seven five million for Detroit. What are they doing? Mike Mike Green was good like ten years ago. Mike Green was good when he had a mohawk. Yeah, and like the fucking cool tattoos and shit. And then as soon as he left the Caps, man, like I mean, I guess if he had the cap space, and maybe I don't know that much about Detroit. Maybe he did well there. Maybe he's like a, a well liked guy in the room, leader, whatever. That's a lot of money for me for Mike Green. Do you remember there was like a time when Alex Ovechkin would like pass Mike Green the puck to shoot on the power play? Yeah. Like it wasn't Mike Green passing it to Ovechkin. I was like, oh my God, here comes a green clapper. Like, yeah. Now when I see Mike Green, it's just like that old guy. Like, I don't know, man. Detroit, like, as a Bruins fan, the Atlantic Division's really scaring me right now. So it's good to see Detroit just like mediocre as fuck. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if this was like 2008. We'd be looking at like quite the future, but it's 2018. Yeah, um, poor man, poor man's Brian Rafalski. Uh, next one, Timmy Schaller, your boy. Schaller, Schaller goes two years, one point nine mil to the Canucks. What do you have on this one, <laughs> dude? Get paid, Tim Schaller, the Grand Estate man. Um, he got to play for his hometown team. I love Tim Schaller. I, I love Tim Schaller. He penalty kills. He works his ass off every night. He basically ruined – he made the Rangers write a letter to their fans this year after he scored that goal. And the yep. Rangers, like, we're trading everybody yep. and everything could be different, and we're sorry. Yep. That was Tim Schaller. Guy's, like, 28 years old. Um, he's. I don't think Tim Schaller ever thought he was going to be making almost $2 million a year. So get paid, dude. Canucks are in a rebuild. You're not going to win anything, but maybe that's the type of guy I think that you want in the locker room when you have 18-year-olds walking yeah. in there. I feel like Brock Besser and Tim Schaller are going to be boys. Uh, oh man, is it Tobias Reader? He's German. Who cares? Yeah. Next. Uh, wait, wait. I I don't. I I give I give zero shits about this guy. He's I'll, fast as fuck. He's really fast. I think he actually could be a valuable player. I what two million dollars, dude? He's not anything special whatsoever. But like, you know how in like basketball, you probably don't. People always talk about like the stretch three guy who can like play defense and shoot threes, and that's it. Like. 
I feel like the Vegas Knights have created like the fast penalty killer. Like you can kill penalties and you're fast. You can join a team. So I actually like that signing. But. Yeah, tell that to Paul Byron. Uh, Blake Como, three years, two point four million dollars. Another guy rumored to go to the Rangers, and I'm so happy, Denix. I fucking hate Blake Como. So that that was another huge yeah. one for me. Can like. What redeeming qualities does Blake Como have? He can score on Henrik Lundqvist. That's about it. <laughs> for, I, I'm pretty sure for I'm pretty sure for all the active uh, players in the NHL, I'm pretty sure Blake Como's like on top three active players in the NHL that have the most goals against Henrik Lundqvist. Dude, I don't know. I think he's been bald since he was like 18 too. Yeah, fuck that guy. Uh, moving on. Placanic back to the Canadians, one year, 2.25. Yeah, sick, dude. Sick homecoming. They'll throw you a fucking parade. The, the Placanic farewell tour. Fuck this guy and his and his stupid turtleneck. I'm done with uh, this guy. Done with him. Um, Another guy I was worried that was going to go to the Rangers because we have that Czech kid, uh, Heedle, and I'm like, oh, I can see the Rangers being like, oh, we can get the Czech captain and he'll, re- he'll really help Heedle develop. Thank God that didn't happen. Look, I mean, he's got the turtleneck and the goatee. I hate him. You know that. I'm happy he's on the Canadians, though. It's going to be good to hate him again as a Canadian. I, he just doesn't look right in any other jersey. Like, it's going to be nauseating when, like, fans, like, they throw him a parade and shit. But, like, he shouldn't be anywhere else. No. No, you're right. When he went to the Maple Leafs, it was fucking weird. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah. Like, losers deserve losers. Yeah. Yeah. I, that guy just, like, he smells like Montreal. <laughs> uh, all right, so keeping it going, the real, the true R. Nash of the NHL, Riley Nash, signs with the Blue Jackets, three years, 2.75. You probably have more to say about this because he's been around, but like he had a pretty good year, so I feel like that's not that bad of a deal. Yeah, Riley Nash is a good player. If he if 2.75 and he's your third-line center, like, I would pay under $3 million for a third-line center. It's not bad. He's responsible defensively. He can jump up if guys get injured. The one issue I have with him, and it happened in the playoffs this past year, he's a little too slow for the playoffs, I feel like. Just doesn't have that extra gear. I don't know, man. I think it's an all right signing. And I think, too, like he is right up Tortorella's wheelhouse. He'll block a shot and kill a penalty. So that'll be a happy marriage. All right. Do you want me to, you want me to tell you Jack Johnson's response, or should we like keep going? Let's keep going, and then we can write it up here. All right, we got Jack Johnson, and then don't forget about Riley on the dock too. All right, cool. Uh, Ryan Reeves, rumored to go to the Rangers, didn't go there. Two years, two point seven seven five. I would have been all right paying him that. Uh, tough guy, locker room guy. Shan Kirk, I guess, was trying to get him to go to the Rangers. Sticks in Vegas. I think he's a Vegas guy, dude. I think he he'll be a guy that the Vegas fans will always be like, "Hey, do you remember Ryan Reeves?" I think that he may end up being one of those guys. Yeah, I thought about this pretty hard. I think uh, I think we could see Ryan Reeves when he retires. I think I could see him getting in a ring in Vegas. I don't know if it's UFC. I don't know if he's a UFC guy or just a straight-up boxer, but I can definitely see him embracing Las Vegas and the fighting community and kind of uh, going that route when his contract's up. I thought, do you not see him like trying to get in the octagon once? No, I thought when you said that, I thought you meant um, a Stanley Cup ring. So. I, yeah, I, right. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't think. Yeah. Whoa! You know what's not on this list for defensemen? Who? 
Nick Holden getting paid like $2 million a year to go to Vegas. Yeah. I Look, look, Vegas fans, I know there's a few of you that listen. I've been really hard on you. This is the hardest I'm ever going to be. Ever. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I was right. Everyone was wrong. Vegas is going in the wrong direction fast. You sign <laughs> Nick Holden, you don't know talent. I don't know what the fuck that is. Yeah, that's a... Uh, he played great this year. Yeah. See, I mean, he's depth, I, I guess, like... This is this is like oh we need to be better in the playoffs and then they sign the one guy who is just fucking god awful in the playoffs. Oh yeah. boy, uh, well, another one of my favorite deals of the day. Matt Calvert goes to the Avalanche for three years, two point eight million. I love Matt Calvert. He's a fucking gritty guy. He's a speedy guy. He's small, but he works his bag off. Battles in the corners. Can poke the puck in the net. This is like an Avalanche type player, right? I think I think this is a replacement for Blake Como. Como's going to be out. I don't think Calvert's going to score as many goals as Como has in his career, but a little bit younger, same kind of style. The game plays the game hard. What do you have on that one? Yeah, I actually. I mean, you see Calvert a lot more than me because he's in your division. I don't. I don't have anywhere near as strong of a like uh, opinion on Calvert. He seems like a good piece. It's not a crazy term. That's like a reasonable contract, so I'd agree with that. But I'll never forget the only time Rick Nash ever showed any emotions when he fought Matt Calvert and he had about a foot out of him and the fucking the fight was a draw. Dude, I um, Ketta Calvert fan. I didn't see that one coming. Big time. Uh, Valerie Nishkushin to the Stars, two years, 2.95. Is This is a guy that was on their team who was supposed to be sick and then he went to the KHL and I guess he came back? Did I get that yeah, right? I, dude, he's like a classic Russian. Like he's never like lived up to his hype, and they always are saying like next year's the year Valerie really kicks it in the high gear. Two point nine five million for a Russian that's questionable at best is. I mean, it doesn't hurt you that much much in the end because it's only two years. But like, he was supposed to be sick. Know. He's played the last two years in the KHL. He was supposed to be really fucking good when they got him. Well, I mean, hopefully it works out for them. I tenth overall I pick. Know. Tenth overall pick. Um, Thomas Vanek. This guy's still fucking playing, dude. One year, three million dollars. This guy's the one, the one year man. Yeah, I mean, when this you're guy... gambling degenerate like Thomas Vanek, I mean, those yeah. one year contracts. You need them. Like Thomas Vanek, every year is probably like, you know what? I'm retiring this year. I'm out. I hit it, and then he goes to Vegas for a week, and he's like, holy shit! Will Detroit sign me for another year? Mm-hmm. What about Minnesota? Can I call the Islanders back again? Like I. I need $3 million. My bookie's knocking on my door. Help me quick. There's never been a player that has been featured on the trade deadline show more in his entire career and free agency than Thomas Vanek. Guy loves the limelight, and he really took took like to heart that home is where you make it. So Yeah, dude. Maybe when he retires, we'll call it Tom, uh, Thomas Vanek Memorial Day. I'm so in for that. Quick story, if people don't know, uh, the boys had a Lee Stepniak day one time when the Rangers signed him, and, we, and we, I don't know, we got drunk and played wiffle ball in a park, so it really wasn't that cool of a story, but <laughs> we're, we're, we're going to move on from that one. Another name that didn't go with the Rangers that was really scared, Jay fucking Beagle, dude. Going out west, four years, $3 million, going to the Canucks, number 83. You know, I think he's a sack of shit. Dumb deal. What do you got? I just, like, the funny thing now is, like, People are going to be like, Jay Beagle won a Stanley Cup. He's going to bring that locker room leadership in there, and he's going to turn it around. He's going to show these guys what it takes to win. Like, Jay Beagle, he's a fourth line that wears 83. I think that says it all. We've said it time and time again. Ah. I'm going to nail this. I'm going to nail this. He's going to just going to break your brain. Jay Beagle is a poor man's Dominic Moore. Yeah, because he's like six three and slower. Yeah, when Dom Moore retires, we're gonna have the uh, the Jay Beagle zeros and zeros. Is Dominic Moore a free agent? What's going on? There? I think he's a free agent, dude. I, ping pong. Uh, moving on. 
Antoine Roussel, another guy rumored to the Rangers, didn't go there. I actually would have liked it, but the term kind of sucks here. Four four years, three mil. I love edgy guys, dude. I always have. I don't like the fact that he's French. Uh, thanks for helping us out with the fucking Revolutionary War, nerd. Uh, but, I mean, I, I guess, man. Antoine Roussel, he is what he is. I watch the Patriot, and I see that French guy, and I'm like, oh, there's Antoine Roussel. So, what do you have on this? Yeah, I mean... He's chippy, dude. He made Keith Yandel look like the biggest pussy this year ever. Anton Roussel and then Beagle and Schaller. So your fourth line makes $8 million. I get it. You're rebuilding. I'm salty, according to Canucks fans or something like that. But, like, that's not a recipe for success, even if you're rebuilding. And, I mean, like, you're still paying Louis Erickson, like, $6 million a year for, like, 13 points. Like, Jim Benning... Uh, it's basically Peter Trelly 2.0. He's coming from that Bruins brass with that with no knowledge on what to do about anything. So uh, I don't know, man. It's a it's a little expensive, but I guess if the Canucks are just saying fuck it, it's not that bad of a move. Yeah, if you're in the locker room and like you're sitting next to your line mates and and Tim Chowler's sitting there and he, and he sees Jay Beagle listening to Fort Minor before the game and Antoine Roussel just came in from a cigarette break, what do you think he's thinking going into that? I don't know, man. Uh, it's a it's a weird combo, guys. Like, I, I don't know. That's tough. Yeah. Uh, Leo Komarov, another guy that was uh, said to maybe go into the Rangers. I keep saying this all the time, but the Rangers didn't get a single guy. Goes to the Islanders. Thank you, Islanders. Four years, $3 million a year. They had Ken Danico on fucking NHL Network trying to, like, make sense of this. And he's like, oh, I played with Lou Lamorello, as did you, Mike Rupp. And you know that Lou loves some character guys. I think this is a great deal. These kids are going to need molding. No, you know what those kids needed was fucking John Tavares, and they dropped the fucking ball, and they came in with Leo Komarov. So, fuck you, Danico. What do you have on that? Yeah, I mean, we just talked about Roussel having edge. Like, I don't even think Komarov has that much edge. I think the edge in his game is highly overrated. Uh, Poor man's Patrick Hornquist, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's really good at giving guys a nookie sometimes, I guess. But like, big time. Yeah, dude, Lou Lamorello. I'm sick of that guy. But Cal Clutterbuck and Sezikis. This is another bad team that has like a seven million dollar fourth line. So same story, different team. Really, Canucks and Islanders, kind of similar shit going on. Fucking idiots. Uh, their grind to the Flames. Three years, three point one two five. Is this like the thirty year old guy that was a rookie like last year? Is he on the Hurricanes before? Yep. Yeah, uh, big, big red. Uh, thoughts to him. I don't know what he's going. I think he may have a girlfriend now, but he, <laughs> he, he, he loved this guy. I mean, to, the Flames are, the Flames are never going to be a team that's really going to convince me that they're going to be that sick. So, uh, yeah, that's what I have on that one. I mean, how much money did you say he's making? 3.125. I mean, he almost put up 40 points last year, so... If he's putting up 40 points on your third line for that much money, I'd say that's okay. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Sven Berchi to the Canucks, three years, 3.333. I don't have any idea who this is. Yeah, next. Uh, Michael Grabner, who who spent the entire day tweeting about the John Tavares thing and all this stuff, trying to be a funny guy on Twitter, uh, goes to the Coyotes, three years, 3.35 mil. Coyotes are kind of secretly kind of making a run at trying to like do this thing, I guess. Uh what do you have on this? Uh, I mean, first off, Arizona is a great place to jump out of pools. So, <laughs> yeah, big time. Uh, favorite hobby. I mean, he's going to be jumping out of pools left and right. I mean, Michael Grabner, give or, I, 
hockey aside, he looks like a guy you see walking down the street of Scottsdale. Lots of tattoos, tank top. Fedora. Uh, yeah, fedora and some grimy facial hair. This guy will fit in great. Um, seems like a warm weather climate guy to me. Uh, I don't know, man. Yeah, like he's really not that funny. I don't know why he thinks he's so funny. Um, it's funny. The Lightning The lightning are like uh, grabbing all like the 1A X-Rangers and then like the 1B X-Rangers are going to the Coyotes. I mean, if I was Seth, I would be... I would be fine with this. I, I like Michael that. Grabner a lot. He was actually he was awesome. Yeah, I really mean, he, fast he's fast. He's fast. Like you know, like, you know to get out of Michael Grabner. It's meat and potatoes. Yeah. He's gonna miss some breakaways. Uh, so many but breakaways. When Michael Grabner's on the ice, like at any moment, on that rush to fucking burst. So yeah, and uh, him and him and Derek step on be pretty funny duo to see walking into a bar. It's like, oh, there's Michael Grabner just came in on his Harley, and there's his chubby cousin who probably drove here in a sob. Did they ever play? Did they ever play on the same line together? No, 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 no. hard no. That's too sweet. Yeah. All right. What's next? Vlad Nemesnikov resigns with the Rangers. Two years, four mil a year. Rangers have a shit ton of cap space right now, so I'm really not that all not that mad about it. I thought uh, they were kind of waiting to see what Tavares was going to do, and I mean they they have Heedle, Anderson, Nemesnikov, Hayes, Zabinajad, and Spooner. All of those guys play center, and two the two kids have to play this year. So somebody's got to be out. I think this is this is going to be a Nemestikov kind of insurance in case one of those centers don't really work out, like they're not ready. But at the same time, I, I can see him playing on the wing. And again, we have all the cap space in the world. This is this isn't a bad thing where you could even flip them at the deadline type deal. So I'm good with it. There's a new coach. I don't think he liked AV. Nobody liked AV. So uh, I'm good with it. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I can say on Nemestikov is I think when he was, like, playing juniors, and he, he played in, like, the O or the WHL or something like that. I think he played for Windsor, but I'm pretty sure he said, he was like, I'm never going back to Russia. So that's a guy who's basically like, fuck Russia, this place is so much nicer. Having a Russian that wants to stay is kind of cool. Yeah, and there was, like, a report saying how he was trying to use the KHL to, like, get more money, and then immediately his agent came on and were like, you have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. So, um, David Perron, this fucking guy. Four years, $4 million going back to St. Louis. Like, how many times does an organization tell you to get the fuck out before you take the hint? Well, I mean, clearly, like, St. Louis is infatuated with him. True. I mean, like, it's it's a back-and-forth thing, man. I mean, you go to, like, St. Louis to St. Louis. St. Louis to Edmonton to Pittsburgh to Anaheim to St. Louis to Vegas to St. Louis. I mean, Four years, though? How old is... Dude, this dude's been in the league forever, it feels like. He's only 30 years old. So, four years. I mean, a 34-year-old David Perron making $4 million a year sounds kind of scary to me. Yeah, watch out for that Perron-Jaden Schwartz line. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> St. Louis is stacking up. They just got O'Reilly. Oh, yeah, they got O'Reilly. Don't worry. They also just got Tyler Bozak for three years. $5 million a year for Tyler fucking Bozak. I think the Blues are the home of mediocre players. Bozak, Stasny used to be there. I mean, he's yeah. better than mediocre. Jay Bowmeister, dude. Bowmeister, Bowmeister, yeah. I do you know what I mean. Like, yeah. there's superstars outside of Tarasenko, and I guess Petrangelo, but not really. Or like, oh, cool. He played for St. Louis, dude. That's awesome. So, how much did I just say Bozak was making? I don't fucking know. Five mil a year. He's making five mil a year. Mika Zibanejad makes five point three. So that deal's looking pretty fucking good right about now. Um, 
The Russian dude, Ilya Kovalchuk, three years, six point two five, going to Los Angeles Kings. This guy just wants to feel like he's loved. Um, didn't you write down? Yeah, you did write down this. Uh, we'll get into this too. We'll we'll stick with the Kings. So Kovalchuk, he's going three years, six point two five. They also just re up Drew Doughty, uh, eight years, eighty eight million dollars. Uh, they have fifty four million dollars tied up in twenty in twenty. 2021 20, with a, <laughs> wow oh boy break that one down with a 38 year old Kovalchuk a 36 year old Dustin Brown a 36 year old uh, Jeff Carter 36 year old Dion Phaneuf a 35 year old Jonathan Quick a 33 year old Anze Kopitar a 33 year old Ale- Alec Martinez and a 31 year old Drew Doughty so the LA Kings are doing ex- the exact opposite of what everybody else is doing with trying to get young the Kings are trying to get older you know what? The veteran leadership in that room. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you can't, if you can't. Uh, what's what's the expression? If you can't beat them, break them, or whatever. I don't know what the fuck it is, but they're 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 going against the grain. Um, what do you have on this? I like the Dowdy yeah, deal. Dude. Dowdy's arguably the best player, best defenseman in the league. So you got to yeah, give him like his money. Dowdy move. I thought it was super cocky. He didn't use an agent. I feel like people always act like that's a red flag. Dude saved himself money and still yep. is getting eleven mil a year. Like, if you're Drew Doughty, like, do you really need someone to negotiate that with them? Mm, you're like, nope. I'm Drew Doughty. I want eighty-eight million dollars. It's a cool number, eleven times eight. Give me it. I'll stay here. I already won two cups and I live in Los Angeles. Why the fuck do I want to leave? Yeah, and I'm number eight, which which kind of plays into the whole thing where uh, the Islanders were gonna give John Tavares, where it adds up to ninety one million dollars. So he wore ninety one as like a PR thing to be like, oh hey John, wouldn't this be cool? And it didn't work, but we get to Dude, that. Dude, I just also want to say I'm so sick of the King social media. Like they threw shade at the Islanders. It's like look what your team's doing. Yeah. Look at your team's contracts. Obviously, the Brown things like or I'm sorry, the Dowdy signing's really good, but like. Your GM has literally ruined your organization with just terrible contract after terrible contract. Like, figure it out. Hard agree. Um, probably like the most just like blah player in the entire NHL for me. Paul Stasny goes to the Golden Knights, three years. This guy's making six point five million dollars a year. I I would rather have Mika Zibanejad on my team as my number one center, making five point three, than Paul Stasny making six point five. I don't know if that's aggressive, but like, I'd rather have Zibanejad. And not only yeah, that, Paul like, Stasny. Can you imagine Paul Stasny partying in Las Vegas? That guy is going to be so out of his element. Yeah, I mean, dude, he's going to have to live up to that money, dude. Like, like I, we shit on Paul Stasny a lot, but I think we shit on him because I think he has a reputation that's bigger than what he actually is, mm-hmm. which is a number two center. He is a number two center, and like he's getting paid to be a number one center, and like I'm sure there are a lot of people in Vegas right now who are gonna have high expectations for this cat, and then they're gonna see him play, and they're gonna be like, "This dude's all right," but like he he's not six point five million dollars a year. Um, I don't know, dude. Once again, it's like the Kings. Kings are saying like we need to be a little bit better in the playoffs. Like, is Paul Stastny the answer? Is it Paul Stastny getting them over the hump? I don't think so. And if I'm Eric Carlson too, I'm what not like mean? yeah. I'm kind of like yeah. Like <laughs> like what? It, like I don't know, man. It's just you lost the I real think, deal, and you're giving me Paul Stastny. I feel like yeah. I feel like the Knights <laughs> should have really tried to do something a little bit crazier than just sign Paul Stastny at six point five a year. Yeah, I I don't get that one. Uh, did 
this one. JVR is going back to the Flyers. Five years, $7 million. To me, that's a lot of money, but he, he scored a shit ton of goals this year. And now you have a you have a top six of, uh, let's think about this, Giroux, Voracek, JVR, Konechny, Simmons, and Couturier. That's like a pretty good top six. Yeah, oh, and Nolan Patrick. It's pretty good. I wouldn't say it's like great. I don't think that really helps them like do that well in your conference. Like JVR is a good player. It's an all right contract. It's kind of cool. He's going home. I don't know, man. Like seven mil though. Like would, if the Rangers signed JVR for seven mil for five years, what would your thought be? Well, we're rebuilding right now, so I'd be like, "You're a fucking idiot." If you weren't rebuilding, and we had a shot of like being a contender, JVR, dude, JVR scores thirty five goals in the regular season. Do the Flyers have a shot at being a contender? Who's their goalie this year? I don't know who their goalie's going to be, but they have that, uh, I think his name's Connor Hart. I don't know. They have a goalie who's supposed to be fucking sick, like, coming up soon, so. Uh, it'll be all right, dude. I don't think that 7 mil hurt him that much. I guess it's really not that bad of a deal. Um, and then the last one, John Tavares, double middle finger to the New York Islanders, says go fuck yourself and signs with the Toronto Maple Leafs seven years, $11 million a year. Um, I, I, uh, I'm so happy that he left. That, that made me so fucking happy. Now the Islanders are just a fucking, they're right back to where they've always been, dude. The rich pelons of the world, the, the Marius Tchaikovskis of the world, like, you're not going anywhere, you're not doing anything. Oh, you guys got Lou Lamorello and Barry Trotz, well, you also lost your number one center and just signed Leo Komarov for four fucking years. Yeah, you had a good draft, but now... That franchise player that you guys were blessed to have, you you fucked up. You fucked up. You didn't give him a chance to win for however many years. I mean, they've won one playoff series since uh, 93-94 with probably a top three player in the league. Well, maybe not top three. I'll give him top five player in the league. I, it's, it's a rough look, and all these Islanders fans that are pissed off at John Tavares, like, you guys got to realize if you're in the NHL and you're that good, you already have the money. You want to win a cup. And up to that point in his career, they haven't really given him anything to to think that they're supporting him. And then all of a sudden, last second, oh, hey, now we're going to try? Like, I, I don't know. I, I think it's good for John Tavares. Go home, dude. Now you have Matthews, Tavares, Kadri down the middle. That's fucking scary. Uh, I mean, I, I, I don't know. What else, what, do you, what else do you have on this? Uh, I think what you said was right. Too little, too late. Um, you can't like wait till the last second for Garth Snow to fire him and clear everything out. It's just like too little, too late. I don't know. Like you had so many years with this guy, and then like at the very end, you try to do the right thing. I hate Lou Lamorello. I don't get the allure to him. I guess they kept throwing out all those stats that like Niedermeyer, Parisi, all those guys had left uh, when he when he was a GM of a team. So. I don't know, dude. Like, I wouldn't want to play for Lou Lamorello. Like, you can't grow out a beard. Like, I, what if I don't shave? What if I forget that day? Is like Lou Lamorello gonna make me bag skate because he's an old fuck? Yeah. Like, I, dude, I just think he's outdated. I, I don't, I don't get the hype in that end. JT, I mean, I, I can't, I can't hate on it, dude, because he went home and that's cool. And like, he could be the savior of Canada. Um, so I'm not gonna like hate on how John Tavares handled the situation and how he like took his time and all that it's it's whatever dude it's a pretty big decision um my thing is like all the islanders fans are like oh you couldn't at least told us so we could trade you at the deadline it's like 
That's not on him. I feel like that's on management. If John Tavares isn't telling you that, you got to flip him. You can't just, and this is why. Because you can't just be like, oh, he'll he'll sign and be hopeful because then you're just fucked. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I I kind of feel for Islanders fans, and I'm sure, like, they have a lot of irrational thoughts right now. Um, I know you definitely disagree. I said a lot of nice things about the Rangers, but, like, I'm so over Rangers fans bullying Islanders fans. Too. Oh, it's just, it's going to get even better, buddy. It's so, like, I don't know, man. Like, are you guys really in that sick of a spot to be, like, you're yeah, over there. 100%. 100%. We, we wrote a letter to our fans about our full rebuild, and as of right this second, we're in a better position than the New York Islanders are. They have better prospects than you guys. I, 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 don't, I don't think completely altogether I think the Rangers are in a better setup than the Islanders are. I think they have a better setup, but I think if you looked at their prospects back-to-back, I think the Islanders have a stronger farm. I, I'm, not, I'm not defending the Islanders in any way because they're still going to be a shit show forever. I just, I just is like, Rangers fans need to relax. <laughs> uh, just a quick reminder: the Islanders are paying Rick DiPietro one point five million oh. every July first until twenty twenty eight. Oh, boy, the Bobby Bonilla. I'm, not, of the I'm NHL. not sold on the Leafs either. Let's make that very clear: I am not sold on the Leafs. Um, I will say this though: you can. I've been preaching the five year plan. You can throw that out the window. Congratulations, you accelerated the five year plan. <laughs> We can't say that anymore, but... Need a defenseman. Um, need a defenseman. Need a defenseman, and that Marlowe contract is gross. You're gonna have, you've got to move that if you're going to get a defenseman. Also, um, I'm pretty sure that if anybody threw an offer sheet at Nylander for more than like $7 million a year, uh, the Maple Leafs would have to make trades in order to match it. So Is he worth uh, that? If I was the Islanders, he'd be worth it. Yo, oh, Nylander. That's... The old, that's what the Islanders need to do. And listen, I fucking hate the Islanders with everything in my heart. And I thought about this earlier, and you fucking nailed it. If you are Lou, if you are Lou Lamorello, you say, "Hey, you got just stole my number one thing. I'm gonna make your life living hell." Hey, Willie Nylander, why don't you come sign over here? But if William Nylander was smart, he'd be like, "Guys, I don't really want to sign with you, so it's all good." That's why I, just, I would be like nine million. He'd be like, "No," I'd be like ten million. <laughs> Wait, that's a, that's a good question. That's a good question. So the restricted free agent, I know the other team has a chance to like sign them or whatever, but the player has to agree, right? Yeah, they have. I mean, they would have to like be interested in signing that contract. But I mean, if you're throwing that much money, like at any player, like a twenty year old, like you got to think twice about it, man. Plus, you could only do it. The Islanders could throw them like for three years for eight million dollars, and the Maple Leafs would have to trade someone to match it. I, I It'd don't be know, interesting. Just saying, like, It'd be yeah, but you want to know what if the Islanders did do that? Then there'd be all those rules about like, oh, you have to have like the next three years first round picks, and like they would just turn into like that defenseman they're looking for, like that goalie they're looking for, and then it's just like, well. So on. I'm about to do yeah. The Islanders are too incompetent to do that realistically, but I'm it about would to be... do a great professional transition here. So okay. So the island. So I mean, Maple Leafs they have to trade. Somebody eventually, they're not going to be able to hold on to all those pieces. I know a team; they go by the name of the Sabers. They just acquired a ton of picks, uh, wow. and I think they also have a Nylander in their farm system. So, I would be looking for that if I was wow. the Buffalo Sabers. You have a ton of prospects and picks. Get the brothers together and let them run with 
with Eichel. I know Toronto would probably hate to do that, but they've traded in their division before. They traded to the Bruins before. And I, it'd be it'd be like rivalry. It's that stupid rivalry Pat Ballantyne was telling us about. People people get fired up about that, but I think it's more Buffalo people than Toronto people. Well, there's it's really like, only been one offer she ever really done, right? Right, but I'm saying they I'm saying they could just offer a trade like straight up. I don't know. I think to make the NHL fun again, and people need to start offer sheeting people because that that would get the fucking juices going. You know what they should do? They just shouldn't be restricted free agents. It should just be a fucking frenzy. You're 20 years old and you're on the market. Imagine the contracts everyone would be dishing out to these young guys. Yeah. Uh, so what's the trade, dude? What? Oh, uh, okay. Good call. Let me uh, <clears throat> pull up my phone. Because one, while you're looking it up, good on the Sabers like. One of my questions I was going to have is, like, there's no way you can have that guy in your locker room on day one, like, after he said Can't. he doesn't love hockey anymore. He's gone. Like, you you got to do anything. And, and I thought that because everyone knew, like, like O'Reilly's got to be on the ass. I thought that would lower his market. But it sounds like they got a haul. So Buffalo gets a first in 2019, a second in 2021, Tage Thompson, Vladimir Saboka, Patrick Berglund for Ryan O'Reilly. No salary retained, and St. Louis has to pay that Ryan O'Reilly signing bonus now. So, I mean, they got two picks. Tage Thompson, who's an interesting prospect, college hockey, UConn, John Boutros, Riss Curls. I think um, Tage Thompson's interesting. I love me some Vladdy Saboka. He's probably pissed he's going to Buffalo. He'd probably just run away to the KHL. Uh, but I, I don't know, man. What do you think about this move? Like, That's a pretty Buffalo, good haul. That's a pretty good haul for Ryan fucking O'Reilly, dude. Yeah. For a guy who's, like, driving drunk into Tim Hortons and, like, playing tiddlywinks, and he, he's just not sure if he loves the game Yeah, for, for, a guy, for a guy who's going to put up 45 points, tell you how many different guitars he owns, and fucking maybe put up two penalty minutes throughout the entire year. Real electric. Really sell the fucking ticket, St. Louis. I'm Ryan O'Reilly. I don't wear a visor, but then I don't get any penalties. I'm fucking so sweet. Dude, see, fuck that guy. Fuck. What do you, you think? Of? You know what? Here, here's something, and like, I'm not trying to like publicize their podcast, but you and I and Fearboy Rex have been saying that for years about the Lady Bing. Like that is like the fucking biggest like pussy award that you possibly could get. And spin chicklets with like Ryan Whitney, Paul Bissonette, those guys. I was listening a couple weeks ago, and they were saying the literally the exact same thing. They're like, I would never want to win that award because it's it's pretty much for pussies. <laughs> Which, make, which makes me think NHL players even think that, so. Did you, what's Jake's John? Uh, I have no idea what that is. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so he's reading off the script. Oh, wow, oh, Johnson. Good. Johnson, right? I don't know, dude. Let's move forward. Let's move on. We're struggling right now. I know, but I want to I I do that uh, Jack Johnson thing. What Jack Johnson thing? And Tortorella. Oh, so got? Jack Johnson said he misspoke at his press conference that he never meant to disparage the Blue Jackets organization. I didn't mean in any way, shape, or form as a backhanded uh, as a backhand towards Columbus. It's just Pittsburgh won two cups there in the last few years, and there's winning culture there. I didn't mean in any way to insult Blue Jackets at all. Johnson and his family, uh oh, are moving to Pittsburgh, but he plans to return to Columbus after he retires. He called the Blue Jackets president of hockey ops later on Sunday to apologize. When I first came to Columbus, I was looking forward to helping create a winning culture, help build it. I've had a wonderful time in Columbus. I met my wife there, started a family there, nothing but great friends and relationships there. Also went bankrupt. I believe they have a winning culture there. All I meant was I'm excited to be part of Pittsburgh's winning culture. 
came down to me making hockey decisions. I have no animosity, nothing bad to say, and I didn't mean any parting shots whatsoever. So it's pretty much like breaking up with your girlfriend for a hotter girlfriend. Yeah, I'd see that seemed like a very calculated response. Like, and then and then the, and then like the original girlfriend's dad's John Tortorella, and he just fucking freaks out about it. Right, he's just trying not to get punched in the face by Tortorella when he runs into him next. Because you know, like both of those guys, like anytime there's a tournament involving USA hockey, Tortorella shows up, Jack Johnson shows up. Everyone's like, "Why are these two guys here?" And now they're gonna brawl. Can you imagine? <laughs> Can you imagine if Jack Johnson has to play for, like, Tortorella at, like, a World Cup? That'd be awesome. Oh, my God. That's such a USA hockey fucking thing to do, too. Oh, he, he made the development camp back in 2000. You lived in... He went to high school in Ann Arbor. We need this guy on our fucking team. All right. Well, that was, that was a complete breakdown of free agent frenzy. So now we're going to move on. We have a couple Twitter questions, so play the music. Drake. Yeah. Trigger fingers turn to Twitter fingers. Baby Buff wants to know who is the top free agent still available. It's got to be real deal, Neil, right? Yeah, I mean, what about Jumbo Joe? Yeah, but he's not really a free agent. I think he was just more or less waiting to see what was going to happen with Tavares. I think, I mean, yo, could you imagine if real deal Neil and Joe Thornton go to uh, San Jose? Do you think Joe Thornton's just like, he's like on a boat right now, just like deep sea fishing, like smoking a cigar, like just like doesn't care. He's like, I'll call you guys on Thursday. Like, <laughs> see, I think I think Joe Thorne has his own office in the San Jose rink, and he just hangs out there the entire summer. And he just like he hot boxes his office, and then whenever the GM needs to talk to him, he's like, "Oh, what's up, dude?" <laughs> it's funny that he's just uh, just doesn't even seem to care. He rides a um, wave. Um, I would. I, can I throw a name out there do, for you? Yeah, do it. Well, I mean, obviously, Patty Maroon's an interesting one because I would like him, but I think he's going to get overpaid. I maybe. love, I love when they call him a power forward. Patty, Patty, dude. I just, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what his contract's like because I think it's pretty clear everyone's kind of scared to sign him. Uh, another name I want to throw out there. I think any team would be blessed to have this guy in their seventh as their seventh D man, Kevin Bieksa. I don't know if he's actually not going to play anymore, but he hasn't been signed yet. Um, Bieksa is your seventh D man, throwing wild punches. Never a bad look. I mean, that's a Philadelphia flyer in all over it. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Jim Big Daddy, most surprising move. It's got to be Tavares. Is it that surprising, <laughs> though? Like, he took that long. He went to his hometown team. He got a $70 million signing bonus. Like. Actually, yeah, you know what? You're right. I take that back because since day one, I said he wasn't going to sign with the Islanders because if he was going to do it, he would have done it. You guys can replay the film. Uh, most surprising move. That's that's a pretty good question. Another not surprising move would be the Thomas Vanek to Detroit. We all knew that was fucking happening. Um, okay, here's one for you. I think Cam Ward going to the Blackhawks is pretty surprising. I thought, I thought he would have hung him up in Carolina before he went elsewhere. That's fair. That's fair. I, I don't know what my most surprising move was. Like, I mean, there weren't too many that like. I was like, Jesus Christ, like, that sounds weird. Like, I mean, we touched on it. David Perron going back to St. Louis. Like, both those teams, like, team and player wanting to come back together for the third time is kind of fucking weird to me. But yeah. good question. I, I don't know. I have to really think about that one. Uh, Brooklyn's, Brooklyn sports guy. This guy, I've been following him for, I don't know, about a month now. Actually knows a shit about the Rangers, so I'm glad that he asked the question. Uh, what will happen with Kevin Hayes and Brady Shea? Also likelihood of Panarin or Carlson on the Rangers next season. Um, okay, so, I mean, this, 
Nobody knows. The New York Rangers are probably, I would say they're the best organization in the NHL when it comes to keeping shit internal. Like, you never really ever see anything happen with those guys. I mean, I can see Hayes is probably going to get re-signed, maybe flipped. Same with Shea. It depends on who's available and what's really going on, and we don't know what's going on. So, I gut check, I think Kevin Hayes stays, and I think Brady Shea gets extended. The likelihood of Panarin or Carlson on the Rangers next season, zero. Uh, I, I just don't see it happening. If I'm the Rangers, not this not this next season, the season after that when it comes to free agency, they're going to make a serious push for Panarin if he's available and head on a swivel for for a number one center. Tyler Sagan's going to be a free agent after next season, which I would be pumped if he went to New York. Uh, well, do you have anything with the Rangers, pal? I don't know. I'd probably just, like, trade Hayes. <laughs> Mr. Was, fucking cool guy Hayes over here. Yeah, I think, it would be I pretty th- cool to get rid of him and, like, his fucking boy band of him, VC, and Shay. I think, yeah, split the boys up. I think... I mean, O'Reilly's got a pretty good haul. Like you can, I'm you can get a pretty good return for Hayes. For some reason, people really love Kevin Hayes. So I mean, hey, I, I think he's a center. He's kind of young. He can score goals. Like there's a pretty good return there. Like I would flip him. I would flip him and get as much as you can. I don't know. I would hold on to Shea. I don't think you find too many guys like Shea. See, here's here's my thing. Kevin Hayes, I think, kind of finally put it together this year. In a more defensive type of role, he scored at 25 or 28 goals on a shitty Rangers team with A.V. as a head coach. I, w- I would sign Kevin Hayes to around five, and, and Larry Brooks asked us not long ago, if you had to trade one, who would you trade, Kevin Hayes or Mika Zibanejad? At this point, if they're going full rebuild, I love Zibanejad, but is he really a number one center? Like, is he really a number one center you build the team around? In my head, I don't think so. I think when I think of number one centers, I think like at Tyler Sagan, uh, Patrice Bergeron, Claude Giroux. Mika Zibanejad's just not there. And if you could flip him with that contract to a team who, who who would give you a lot of shit, then you still have Kevin Hayes there and stuff like that. To me, I think that would kind of make a little bit more sense. Also with Mika's uh, concussion history and shit like that. I mean, I love Zibanejad. I'm not being like trade him, trade him, trade him. But like, if it was between Hayes or Zibanejad, I think it's a lot closer of a argument than most people think what do you think am i am i wrong for that no i mean i see your thought process there i just i don't like hayes smirk oh jimmy hayes went to the fucking penguins no oh, boy <laughs> pride of dorchester <laughs> jimmy hayes, you think can you imagine if jimmy hayes puts up like 25 goals on city crosby's line <laughs> I wanted to just standing in front. Crosby's like, I'll just throw it off you, but don't move. They got rid of Connor Sheary. Connor Sheary's on the Sabres now. That's a tough blow. And Matt Hunwick. Um, Party Purdue says, chances Tavares actually doesn't care about winning a cup. I don't know if this is supposed to be like a sarcastic question, but like I'm pretty sure he cares. That's why he went to the best team out of all of them. Other than, I mean, you could argue that the Sharks and the, and the Bruins, if they got them, they would be, they, they would be obviously better too, but... I mean, like I said earlier, Matthews, Tavares, and Kadri uh, down the middle. That's that's pretty fucking deep, dude. And that's how you win cops. Yeah, I mean, I would like to point out that the Bruins did just beat the Maple Leafs in the playoffs, so we are the better team. Um, check the notes on that one for myself. I don't know, dude. I mean, I guess he probably does. I think he really wants to go home, and he's going home. And the team that happens to be his hometown team is just, like, on a fucking – bender on the way up so 
I mean, it makes sense. I'm sure he wants to win. I don't. If he didn't want to win, then he probably could have just t- told me the Maple Leafs, I want like $14 million, you can pound sand. I don't know. I have a question for you. So, Doug Armstrong, the GM of the of the Blues, says he feels the impact of improving the Blues center depth with Bozak and O'Reilly joining Shen makes them a much better team. I like the look of this team right now. I think we're in a better spot today than we were yesterday at this time. Does, does a center of Shen, O'Reilly, and Bozak put fear into you? It's mediocrely strong. Yeah, it's like it's like a poor man's Nashville. They have, they have three number two defensemen or three number two centers. Sorry, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. So I don't. Know. Yeah, I mean, I I think he's definitely off on that to a certain extent. But I mean, I guess I don't know. I St. Louis is gross. Uh, last question, Henry. Is Tyler Sagan's body count over or under two hundred? When he says body count, I, I he. I, I'm assuming he means the amount of girls that he's been with. Is that a safe assumption? Yeah. He was pro- it, that was probably over 200 in the beginning of this season. He's probably been over 200 for some time. I'm going to go yeah on that one. I'm not sure where it's at. I, it's, it's probably over 200 on that one because, I mean, you got to think the Stanley Cup summer after the Bruins one, that's like – 70 right there probably so shout out to that western uh canadian chick who who just goes around and like gets with all the nhl players and just has a special home uh for tyler sagan in her heart so shout out to her um no patty b hotline this week no voicemails patty b is really slacking but we want them so make sure you're calling in 518-309-2595 ask us anything beer league nhl any sort of questions now we're going to move on to uh, Dominic Moore's Heroes and Zeros, brought to you by Laga Sports. Hey fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind-the-scenes stuff here. Hero and Zero time. I got a hero and two zeros this week, as do you. Okay, so I'm going to start off with one of my zeros. Stan Fischler, dude. I don't know what the fuck this guy did to like become this, oh, Stan, I don't know. Well, maybe he's just like the hockey historian of the world. But he goes, Dear John Tavares, thanks for being so available under difficult interviewing situations. Now, one question. What took you so long to make this toughest decision? Why didn't you tell Islanders owners sooner, much sooner, as in soon enough so that the club you were so devoted to could make a move to compensate for your loss? Just wondering, pal. Fuck Stan Fischler, dude. I hate that fucking guy. You're kind of blessed because you have, like, the Nesson thing, but, like, Stan Fischler pretends to be, like, a fan of the Rangers, the Islanders, and the Devils. I've been putting up with this guy's bullshit for my entire life. I'm so glad that he's done. Uh, that's my first zero. Write a book about it, Stan. Yeah, fuck you, Stan. I don't, dude, the only thing that really, like, you could tell he was trying to be politically correct, and he's like, I'm going to add some snarl, comma, pal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah okay, sick comma, Stan. Yeah, yeah, you're from the streets of Brooklyn, Stan. Yeah, Stan, you're a fucking loose cannon, buddy. Uh, I don't know how much you guys talked about this on the last podcast. I wasn't here. I had an upset stomach. Uh, did you talk about Zadina at all? Uh, we talked about the draft. but So Zadina gets drafted by the Red Wings. He goes seventh overall. And he's over here saying, oh, I'm going to prove everyone wrong. You didn't take me. Um, like, relax, dude. You want seventh overall. Um I think it's a lame move because if you do prove them wrong, then it's like, oh, I'm so sweet. If you don't prove them wrong, no one fucking cares. No one remembers. 
there's been guys who were probably drafted in the seventh round back in 2005 who were like, I'm going to prove everyone wrong and making the show, and they're probably playing in the Italian league right now. So to me, it's such a throwaway bullshit comment that people are getting all pumped up about. Made me sick to my stomach. I didn't have a problem with Zadina. You were riding your hide horse on him. But I'm going to say this right now. I didn't want to do this, Zadina. I didn't want to hate you. I thought you were a very good prospect, but now you have to prove me wrong. The only reason you have to prove me wrong is because you asked me or told me that you're going to. So now I expect a lot out of you, and you better deliver or else you suck. Couldn't disagree more. That's such a loser move, dude. Listen. Oh, I'm li- prove them all wrong. Listen, listen, listen. If, if that was the only thing he said, then yes. But he was also interviewed, and they said, hey, what are you going to bring to the Detroit lineup? And I don't think he speaks that much English, which makes it even better. And he goes, I bring the goals. I think that's kind of sick. I think this guy's going to be a sniper. Oliver Wallstrom, he said, oh, I'm going to make the Rangers pay for not picking me. Like, okay, dude, you're another USA development That's the same guy. thing. That's the same. We're not nitpicking. We're not nitpicking. Yes, it, yeah. That's the same exact thing. That's two guys with a loser quote. The Bruins drafted a guy in the third round. He was telling people he was going to prove people wrong. You were drafting the third round, dude. No one expects anything out of you anyway. So I just don't tell me and don't start getting into semantics. Don't tell me you're going to prove me wrong, 17-year-old superstars. I'm going to start using that with, like, everything I do now. Like, oh, I'll, I'm going to prove you wrong. You're such a, I'm going to prove him wrong guy. <laughs> I'm going to prove him wrong. Yeah, uh, prove me wrong with your next zero. Uh, Mike Camito. Kim- he was real pissed that people are chirping Dougie Hamilton. We need more NHL players who like going to museums. Best of luck to Dougie Hamilton in Raleigh, which boasts the North Carolina Museum of History, Museum of Heart, Museum of Natural Sciences, and the City of Raleigh Museum. Fuck this guy, dude. Fuck this guy. We, we don't need more NHL players who like going to museums. We need, like, fucking... We need more... Like entertainment, we need more PK Subans. We need we need people who are fucking life of the party, not people who wear a pencil protector to the gala. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that prove you wrong. That's a good zero. I just museums suck. Like, I don't care if like you're intellectual. Like, it's like always like twenty five bucks, and you walk around, you look at stuff, and like people are like reading. There always comes this point if you're like at a museum and like maybe you're with like a group of people or like a significant other and like you walk up to an exhibit and you like glance over it it's like oh like this is like what the heart looks like like when like you smoke cigarettes and it's like an actual like pumping heart that they got from like a i don't know my point being (laughs) is like i just sit there i look at it and i move on to next i just like people stop and stare and they're like looking and like reading shit Museums are the worst. They give me a headache. Yeah, the thing, I don't care. I don't really care if you go to museums. I care about somebody demanding that we need more NHL players who like going to museums. That guy's a fucking loser. Museums suck. Uh, Who's your second zero? Jacob Truba. I hate this guy, too. Um, I guess it came out he wants $8 million. Uh, Yeah, dude, good luck. So, in case people forgot, this is Mr. Jacob Truba held out for his bridge. His bridge deal, and now he's back at it again. Jacob Troop was back on his bullshit. Um, ice, like, why does he think he deserves eight million dollars? What is he like, the fourth defenseman in Winnipeg? Like, relax, dude. This dude feels himself way too much. His agents think he's too sick. He loves to hold out. To me, if I had to put a comparable in guys who I would not want to hang out with the league, Jacob Trouba right now is right there with Dougie Hamilton. 
the only only argument I have with this is at least he sticks to his guns. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I guess he's insane. I mean, dude, he'll be thirty nine years old, being like, I need a twelve million dollar contract. Dude, yeah, I mean, I just you would just think he would like learn, like, like I don't know, like if I was a GM and like Jacob Trubel was like, yeah, like I want eight million this year, I'd be like. I'll talk to you later, Jacob. I gotta go. I don't have time for this again. Just please come to training camp, and we'll give you a deal that's actually worth your value. Like, yeah, I don't know, dude. That would just—if I was a Jets fan, I would be kind of upset with this guy because he's still an interesting piece, and he's a good hockey player, and he's young. But like, he just needs to relax. Fair. Um, my hero of the week goes to the Buffalo Sabers. Uh, they gave Rasmus—is it Dolan or Dolan? I've seen both. Both uh, things described. They gave him the number 26 jersey, and in case you don't know, that's Matt Molson's jersey. They had this huge thing, put the jersey on him, made this huge social media post, all that stuff. So pretty much Matty Molson got cucked in front of the entire city of Buffalo. Uh, I love moves like that. It's it's just it's just a... Uh, what, <laughs> what are you doing? Keep going. I, th- I think Hal just mooned his girlfriend. But, uh, yeah, so Matty Molson getting cocked is my hero of the week. Yeah, dude, I also want to say with Dolan, I like this kid. It sucks. I, I'm not going to say it sucks. He's a saver. Buffalo fans have been through enough this podcast. But, I mean, I don't know if you saw it. I saw a highlight of him. Uh, he was in uh, – they were doing, like, blue line, uh, like, small ice scrimmage. Oh, he killed somebody. Yeah, dude. I love that. I mean, if, like, you – if you played any level of hockey, you know that when you're in those small ice scrimmages, it's the red light district. If you have your head down, you're going to get knocked out. Um, it's the best time to throw big ice hits. Small, small drills like that where a coach is like, you got to work on working in tight spaces. All that was to me was like, it's time to like throw an elbow to someone's head. So I thought that was a sick move when yeah. you're the number one overall pick and you're laying out kids. Yeah, the guy who he hit, I guess, tripped him in like a dirty play the practice before. <laughs> so it was yeah. like, which makes it even better. But uh, yeah, dude. If you if I was the number one overall pick of the draft, and then I went to development camp, I would be letting my balls hang low. Mm-hmm. Like you're gonna trip me, pal. Like I'm about to be on the team this year. You're probably like you're probably going back to the WHL for your 19 year old season, and you're gonna grind it out in the A show for like four years. So like, yeah, don't trip me. I don't know. I I thought that was sick. But who's your hero? Uh, David Pagnota. So. I have no idea who this guy is. Um, David Pagnota. I'm going to say that one more time for everyone at home listening. Maybe you can look it up. He was the first guy I saw a tweet about Tavares. You texted me and said Tavares to the Leafs, and I said, who is this guy? And you said, huh? And that's because the first tweet I saw, and it was up before whoever broke it, like, officially. Who broke it officially? Um, I think it was, uh, fuck. It's like three mineral LeBron or whatever else. Anyway, Pagnota did it first. <clears throat> which was, like, really impressive to me. He's the editor-in-chief of Hockey Lifestyles Magazine, the fourth period. No idea what that is. They're probably a direct competitor of us. I probably hate them. Um, the more I say he's the hero of the week, I mean, if you look at him, his Twitter handle's at the fourth period. Spike tear, blazer. Sick cover tire. photo. Five buttons down. Um, just chest hair flowing. I mean... David Pagnota, you know this guy is feeling himself so hard right now. Time. He was the first one to tweet it. So I, as much as I hate this guy, you know, live your best life tonight, Pagnota. I want to get Pagnota. Who is this guy? Fifty nine 
thousand followers, so I guess I can't say anything. We'll try to get him on the podcast. Yeah, I'll probably big league us, Pag Nota. But, uh, all right, last segment, three stars. All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three-star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. Three stars of the week, probably one of the most important weeks of the year. It's going to be 4th of July. So the three best things about 4th of July. Uh, all right, so I'm going to say my third star. I just love wearing red, white, and blue. I love I love sporting my favorite color. People ask me what my color my favorite color is. I always say red, white, and blue. Or on an off day, it's camouflage because that's our away colors. Uh, just I, I don't know. Just something about rocking stars and stripes. That that would be my third star. Okay, I'll go. Uh, I'm gonna go bratwurst. Um, most of the time, <laughs> hot dogs. I'm a big hot dog guy. I love burgers. I love sausage. I really love any processed meat. Uh, I think 4th of July, you know the guy who's running a real tight ship on his grill. He's the guy who not only does he throw dogs on, but he's got like a 12-pack of bratwurst on the grill as well. It's a little bit of variety. It has that different flavor to it. I think uh, I think it's a must if you're at a grilling uh, barbecue situation. No, yeah, very, very underrated. You know what I mean? Like, very how underrated. Often you, how often do you think, like, I need to get the bratwurst? But, like, whenever, I, whenever I'm at a situation like that and someone grabs bratwurst, I'm all in. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, my second, my second star, uh, the overture of 1812, whenever, uh, Fever Boy Rex used to hang out around my parts, uh, he would always blast that. That was always the wake up in the morning. The overture of 1812 would be booming in the background. So nothing like a, a good, like a war song to really get you going. So that'd be, that'd be my second star. Okay. Um... My second star is fudgicles. Uh I had a fudgicle today for like the first time in like five years, and it was pretty good. So, fudgicles. <laughs> I'm gonna eat a couple on Fourth of July. I hope you do the same. Okay, fudgicles. Uh, and and I think my my first stars. Uh, I love watching the movie The Patriot. That's uh that's always uh aim small, miss small. We kind of talked about that a little earlier in this episode. If if you get a chance to watch it, there's a guy that looks exactly like Brad Richards. Um, love throwing that on Benny, Benny Martin, aim small, miss small, the Patriot, number one star. It's a good one. It's a great movie. Who's your favorite character in that? Is it just it's Benny Martin? Who's number two? That should have been the better question. Uh, that's a good question. Um, probably Benny Martin's dead wife's sister that he ends up, <laughs> that he ends up, you know, getting in there with. <laughs> All right. It's a savage move. Cla- classy pick there. Uh, <laughs> that's not a- my number one star. Fourth of July. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think uh, I think one of my favorite things. So I love Fourth of July. I like you know, patriotic's great. Um, I love you know. I'll probably go to the beach or maybe get a few drinks in you. You know, experience the whole situation. But what I love more than anything else is you've had a great day of fun in the sun. You get home, you relax, it's like 9 o'clock, and then you hear the fireworks starting to go off, and you remember, like, I'm not an idiot right now who's paying or standing in a huge-ass crowded line to watch fireworks. I had my fun, I can look out the window and I can see them, but I am not there right now. I don't have to drive home in traffic. Um, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a huge fireworks celebration conjugation if it's like if you're at like a lake house or something, or if you're with your boys and you're firing off a couple in the backyard, 
I'm all about that. But those saps that go into towns, like big cities, to go see the fireworks, like if you don't have kids, what are you doing? Yeah, that's probably what I'm going to be doing this week, dude. Can't wait. <laughs> Not by choice. Or maybe. Who knows? I can't wait to sweat my... What, are, you, what, what? are your favorite fireworks, dude? I like the ones that are like... <laughs> like when it's rapid fire. I don't like it. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, the big bang at the end is always classic. And like, if you get a big bang that goes over 60 seconds, that can be huge. But when it just starts rapid firing at one point, it's like the fireworks start to like prematurely ejaculate. That's my favorite part. What about you? <laughs> uh... I don't know, dude. Yeah, like, I, I, I like the rapid fire because it kind of gets you involved. It's like you're at war, right? Yeah, right, right. A nice little sparkler, maybe. You get to twirl around. <laughs> you get to twirl around a little bit. I don't like know, the, man. Do you like the ones that, like, poof and disappear? Or do you like the ones that kind of rain down? Oh, uh, poof and disappear. I, the rain down ones, to me, are kind of, like, super soft. Right, it's like you had your five seconds, like... Stop trickling away. Yeah, I don't need you to fucking just leak jizz all over the sky, dude. Yeah, that was that's fireworks for you. Fireworks. But uh, thanks, guys, for tuning in to another episode of the Morning Skate. Now, I mean, it's going to get a little bit quieter probably throughout the next couple months. I'm going to try to keep doing podcasts on Sundays, whether we get interviews or, like, even if we just want to hop on and talk hockey. We may have a huge interview next week. It isn't completely confirmed. It's, like, 75%, so... Just stay tuned. Everybody enjoy 4th of July. Hal, you have anything else? See ya. Oh, happy Canada Day, too.